Hey listeners, Dave here. Before we start this episode, I wanted to jump in and let you know that we had a plan going into this epic recording, and the energy of our guests and the depth of our discussion made for a very long recording session. So Corey and I were thinking about what to do, and we decided to break this into two episodes of real doubt and insanity. So when we talk about the second activity, it's a surprise for right now, but you'll hear about it in a few moments. Just know that that is coming next week. You got the Mixed Match Challenge Champions Tournament coming up, but the special surprise is indeed for next Wednesday. So here it is, the Mixed Match Challenge Champions Tournament. And to quote the man himself, Triple H, are you ready? I, 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 I came to collect. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. And I just wanted to say a congratulations to the Lords of Grantham for the final Mixed Match Challenge. You've made it, and it's time to crown one final champion. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time. We've been busy, Dave. We're back. Well, we, it's been what two weeks since the last. It's been. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Two weeks since we recorded last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, well, but, I, I mean, I, I think we alluded to on our, our bonus episode, but you know, we've had a couple weddings. I've been traveling around the world. Yep, around I, the world. I, I, well, not really. I went to Europe and then in Berlin, the the ghost of uh, of Michael Gretz. I, I think we talked about that on the last podcast with yeah. one of our guests in the room. I, it's been a few weeks. I can't remember. I'm just, I just had, to, well, since that last podcast, I did get surgery for that fall. That's true. So, if you saw our Instagram, you saw uh, us at the wedding that we were at. I was wearing a boot. Wearing a boot and a sunglasses. So you you look like a blind man. Yeah, I had a cane. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, was, it was not a good look. People kept calling me one of the three blind mice. Uh, <laughs> Dave almost made me give the speech from the Christmas Carol that Tiny Tim <laughs> gave. God bless us one and all. Everyone. God bless us. <laughs> <laughs> you said it and then realized it. Yeah, I, did, I didn't appreciate that. So well, I, I stopped using the cane against my doctor's wishes because it just wasn't a good look. You're getting bullied? <laughs> yeah, for having a cane. You should have got a white cane with a red tip. Then you would have been... <laughs> then people would have just let you do what you, whatever you wanted. Okay, all right. That's what that's a blind person cane. Oh, oh where I'm like tapping around <laughs> yeah. or whatever on the street? No, I'm not doing that. Come on, man. That's well, so aside from your disability, we need to send a big old thanks to... I've gone the, lame. I've yep, gone lame. You've gone, you can, it ain't funny. It's not funny. We laughed at Bates for a whole season or two. It ain't funny, I'll tell you that So, much. But we can manage. And you yeah. know who else can manage? The new NXT Cruiserweight champion, Leo Rush. Yeah, that's a big get for our podcast, man. Yeah, he did that independent of anything. <laughs> Is that so? He just gave me a call one day and said, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I want to give you guys the intro. Man, I got to say, though, we've been getting a lot of fan love since like the movie came out because people have been catching up on the show. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it so much. Everyone's been like, reaching out with direct messages on Instagram and like we're leaving reviews. Yep. It's great. 
It, but the most important was the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. <laughs> Leo Rush. Leo Rush knew that we had one wrestling episode left, and he said, you know, here we are. Yeah. But we're here, and it's the final Mixed Match Challenge. We've done four of these. Mm-hmm. I got a DM from one of our fans from the Netherlands that says, I think I don't understand wrestling. One of our fans from the Netherlands? I was just there. Man, missed, opt- missed connections. Oh, she was, she saw you. <laughs> okay, I didn't see her. Okay. Well, so she just said, uh, wrestling is definitely not a thing out here. It must be an American thing, but I love when you do the wrestling episodes. So I said, thank you. All right. Yeah. Next time you're there, we'll you have to hit her up. Yeah. I'll take her to a wrestling show. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, you know, I said it before. I alluded to it. We've assembled the Lords of Grantham. We have the Sinister Five here, plus Kevin, who is busy defending some folks with the law yes our, our legal legal counsel kevin can't join us physically today but he is on retainer on the phone so we said this is the last one we're crowning one final champion to drink the the dark lord satan's blood i did not say that <laughs> well J- julian fellows did well, on a private course. call of course yeah. he was with leo rush <laughs> this is all of what dave said i did not i was not on the phone with leo rush you were when you were in europe i handled all this business okay okay <laughs> busy times so where were we going? We we said we need to we need to go big for the finale. Mm-hmm. So we got every mixed match challenge guest. We're gonna have to call Kevin so he can put down his gavel or whatever his lawyer utensils are, his book and pen, and he's gonna be on the line. But we can go down the line from mixed match challenge one. Our lawyer Kevin is here or mm-hmm. will be on the line shortly from mixed match challenge two. Our aquatics expert, Alec, is here, returning. Glad to be here. From Mixed Match Challenge 3, Corey's brother, Kevin, is here. Hey, what's going on? And from the Mixed Match Challenge 4 and the last episode in South Carolina, returning guest, Connor. Good to be back. So, yeah, you'd think, you're like, oh, these are our friends, it's a sibling, this is easy to get together. No, as you can see, Kevin's not here to, it's hard to get all these people in one place. Yeah. And Leo's we, upset he couldn't be with us. I'm glad he relayed the message. Uh, but yeah, this has been in the the, the planning for a, for a while now. Yeah, this is this has been sort of we thought this would happen before the movie, but here keep, we are. You keep sending me messages about it, and it's like Dave's putting a lot more effort into this than I am. I put a lot of effort in. This is a big deal, baby. You've been working with Leo Rush. Okay, <laughs> all right. So hey, before we get into the proceedings, I think we need to take a moment of silence for a good friend of ours. It's been a long day without you, my friend, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again, when I see you And that's for our friend Isis. <laughs> that's true. F- former assistant uh, to the champion of uh, Robert and uh, Anna, Isis uh, passed away since our last Mixed Match Challenge. Not all the characters from Downton Who Die, the dog. Right. I mean, Sybil's one of our champions, too. Yeah, but well, no, I- Isis gets the... Isis the dog, as we need so, to... So clarify. the dog actually died? 
I'm sure that I don't know oh, in real life. Okay. <laughs> no. That dog probably is on his last legs, but I'm sure he's still trucking. Well, hasn't been that hasn't hasn't been that long. It's probably it's, just an old dog now. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, he, he's all tuckered out. Rest in peace up there, Isis the dog. So we have two preliminary matches and one final for this mixed match challenge, and I'll go over the first one. You go over the second one, and then we'll sure. We'll, we'll reveal what our next thing is because we only have three matches in this Mixed Match Challenge and we want to go in and make this a great episode. So, All right. round one, the winner of Mixed Match Challenge 1 that our lawyer Kevin was here for, Lady Sybil and Mr. Bates. Quite the tag team. Versus the winner of Mixed Match Challenge 3, Lord Grantham and Mr. Bates' wife, Anna. Ooh. Ooh. So, that's round one. Saucy. Round two, Corey, you want to read this for us? Round two, uh, the winners of the second Mixed Match Challenge, Carson and Branson, versus the winners of the fourth Mixed Match Challenge, Barrow and Cora. Wow. Yeah. And now, Dave, what cup are they playing for? I think they're, is it the Lords of Grantham Cup? Is it? It's got to be. I mean, there's already been the the, is it the Fellows cup? cup. There's the Matt. <laughs> it's the, yes. The, the John Lund Cup? Sure. Yeah, the John Lund Cup, the, the composer of Down Abbey. All right. But let's, let's get to this Mixed Match Challenge. I think people, they want to get, get to the debating. So, surprise, after we do this Mixed Match Challenge, since this is only three rounds, people said, how come you don't do an individual tournament? Guess what? We're doing it this week, baby. Straight from the power rankings, 64 characters from Downton Abbey. Well, not all of them from... The show, we took away some of the more boring characters and put in some movie characters. Wait, do we have England on there, though? I'm not telling you what who got the cut. All I'll tell you is one of the people that got the cut is the card shark. Oh. And the other one who got the cut, uh, the, the one who, who got screwed over by Gregson. Yeah. Tried, and the other one who got the cut was Durant, the corrupt cop well, from of course. season three. I mean, Durant is a... But they're not on this. Oh, they're not? No, it's gone now. Okay. So, do we do we call the lawyer? Call the law? Yeah, it's called call the law. You have a lot of Kevins in your phone, Dave. No, I only have three. I mean, that's a lot by any measure, I think, for a phone. Hey, I, should, I could have four. Not for you a have person, at least two. I do. I have two Kevins in my phone. Hey, Kevin. You're on live with the Lords of Grantham podcast. Hey, everyone. Glad to have you, Kevin. So, Kevin is here. Other Kevin. In the room with Alec, Connor, and Kevin McNair. Let's get right into it. We got the first round. Lady Sybil and Mr. Bates versus Robert and Anna. Now, Kevin, you you were here for Sybil and Bates. Do you remember that? Absolutely. So, that was a pretty big deal. So, we're going to remember the breakdown for how we do this Mixed Match Challenge are... Individual success, compatibility, and the X factor. So, Sybil and Bates. We'll, we'll get your take right now, Kevin. And then, you know, we'll get both of your takes now so we can let you off the phone. You're going to throw your vote in because every vote counts. Who do you think, Sybil and Bates or Robert and Anna? Uh, based on a, a combination of the three factors that you just uh, explained, I'd have to go with Robert and Anna. Okay. Decisive. Okay. All right, and the, and we'll cast your vote now so you can get back to the law for round two. Carson and Branson and Tom Barrow and Cora. Who do you think there? Uh, 
first round. I definitely would say uh, 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 Carson and uh, and Branson. All right, so that's it for now. We'll give you a call if the finals need your tie-breaking. Absolutely. All right, thanks, guys. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to get through this. Thanks for the luck, man. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was our lawyer friend, Kevin Pollenberry. And that's how we refer to him, actually, in real life, is, hey, lawyer friend. All right, so he voted for, who was his... Just like, hey, aquatics expert Alec, how's it going? <laughs> he said Barrow and Cora, correct? Yes, he did. And what was the first one? Uh, he said, uh... Oh, he, he said Robert and Anna. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, do the technological side. We got a buzz coming in through a cable. All right, so we said Sybil and Bates versus Robert and Anna. Those three factors. Mm-hmm. Do you... What, what are we thinking here? Do we just want to run through this so we can get to the 64-character tournament? Or do we want to break this down as a Dave, finale? breaking this down. What are we okay. doing here? What's not dealing with What the? I don't know what. It's your cable. You just got to make sure it doesn't get loose. It ain't loose. <laughs> All right. So let's get to it. Yeah. I. This is tough because Sybil. What Bates is the best Bates? Anna or Mister? Wait. Wait. What? Miss, which? Oh, Anna or Mister? Yeah. I mean, he has a name. John. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Because everyone calls him John. <laughs> yeah. What town? Happy Johnny character? Bates. John. Yeah. Yeah. So if I could just jump in here, mm-hmm. um, the, the, obviously these are all very strong characters. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made it this far. Yeah, these are the, the, but the cream of the crop. In terms of compatibility alone, I don't know if either of them are particularly compatible in any way. But in terms of uh, the other two categories, I think you could definitely make arguments uh, in one direction. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on the compatibility factor. You're right. Neither, neither <laughs> of them are particularly compatible. I think one thing that might give the edges longevity. Mm-hmm. Sybil, Sybil kicks the bucket in season three. That's half the show she's not there. Does she pack enough of a punch to outdo her father, who has wonderful storylines, including cheating on his wife, losing all the family's money, and punching an art dealer in the face? I mean, the Bricker, the Bricker thing is kind of... Good and then he favorite. coughs up blood. The oh yeah, yeah, he blows up from an ulcer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, and 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 here's another thing that we have going for us. Yeah. Sybil's not in the movie. Yeah, she's dead. Anna in the movie is a sleuth. Bates in the movie is not much of anything. No, he's just there. He's just window dressing. I, I think. I mean, the thing is with Sybil against Robert is that Sybil kind of casts a shadow over the whole show after she passes and stuff. And she kind of breaks Robert down in that he realizes, oh, I need Branson here. Branson isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. So you're saying Sybil was more of just a tool for Robert's character development. Yeah, right? it changes Robert. Robert bends to her ghost swill. Okay, is that a, fair enough. Sure. Bring in Branson. Yeah. So I, Bates, I, sorry, go ahead. Sybil casts a positive shadow on this show. So everyone keeps talking about Sybil to the point of the last season, I believe... Gwen comes back and has that episode where she's like, Lady Sybil really made my day. You know, she made me who I am. And then in the movie, Sybil is brought up a lot. So there's no denying Sybil's lasting presence. Yeah. Do you two have any opinions on this matter before we cast our votes? Um, Knee-jerk reaction, I would say that Sybil and Bates um, would take my vote. Um for a lot of the reasons that have been just mentioned, um, yes, Sybil had a early departure, but 
her presence was felt for the duration of the of the series, um, cast a long shadow. And Bates, I mean, his his importance is pretty much indisputable. Um, uh, I actually felt that although Robert is kind of like the titular uh, Lord of Grantham, I always felt he was more uh, of a of a background character um, than some somebody like Bates, for instance. Mm-hmm. Well, Bates is a man of the night. What is that? <laughs> He's a man of the night. He gets his stuff. Done at night. No, he that's not true at all. Uh, <laughs> let him let him go with it. He has a vote. All right. I uh, I see him as a man who goes and gets things done at night, or he goes and gets things done. He walks and you know with his limp and all, but his shadow is never the shadow of his own. It's the shadow of the ghost of Sybil that haunts him. Bates, Bates. <laughs> Wait, have you watched the show recently? <laughs> are, are you just throwing in? The, just no, I'm, I'm, I'm. If he's walking. a man of the night, how does he have a shadow? Because Street the moon, lights. the moonlight, and you drunk? It's only one in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bates is a mysterious man, and behind every mysterious man's a shadow, and that shadow is the ghost of Sybil. Okay, okay. So I get it. I get it it's now. almost like Peter Pan chasing his shadow. All right. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Let's be clear, Mister Bates is a wounded war veteran who can't walk because of World War One. What he saw, not in World War One. He was in the. Uh, with oh, Robert. No, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the African War. No, what? There was, uh, the, was the Boer it? War, yeah. The Boer War. The Boer War. And Kevin Kevin McNair here thinks that he's haunted by the ghost of Sybil Crawley. So is that where your vote goes? I mean, I'm not saying he's haunted per se. I'm just saying when he walks around, there's a shadow behind him, and that shadow is Sybil. It's the ghost of Sybil. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, All right. It's, it's a very uh, abstract uh, interpretation. And so let's just get to it. We'll let Kevin vote last because I really want, I want to know where what this means. Yeah. So when while we're casting our votes, people may have noticed on our social media this week or last week that we put up polls asking who you thought was going to win. Mm-hmm. And you, the people, cast your vote. So just to make this clear, everyone in this room, as well as our attorney, Kevin, have votes. And so did the people. So... Mm-hmm. Kevin voted for Robert and Anna, and guess what? So did the people. You, the people. So, I, I, I don't know. This is. T- <laughs> I'm going against the people. It's civil and Bates, not because yeah. my brother's reason, just because. It's because my reason. <laughs> it's because Bates is a bad man who beats people up in prison, and then Sybil is also just she is important to everyone on that show. Whereas Robert, it's just take it or leave it, seems like sometimes. Like, oh, you know Robert. That's how people talk about him. Sybil, people care. If you flip it, though, Anna is so much more important in the long term of this show than Mr. Bates. Anna's Anna's pregnancy is a huge part of the final season. Her her assault is a huge... Well, I guess her... That's a shadow. uh, Two seasons of that. Yeah, that's not the shadow that's following Bates, though. Yeah, I think that would be actually a shadow. Yeah, I mean, yes, we know that. Yeah, Your yeah. brother is just is off his rocker or something like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast my vote. I think I'm going to go Robert and Anna. The man of the people, of course. Dave always siding with the people. Well, you know, Leo told me that's how he felt as well. Right. Uh, Connor, you want to... Take the take the mic. Get your your opinion. Sure. Yeah, I think I spilled the beans, but I will go with uh, Bates and Sybil. Thank you, a sensible man. All right. So, <laughs> wait. Well, you just added an extra vote there. That was the the fans' vote. That was, you already put the fans' vote. Oh, the that fans? was Kevin's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, 
Your your vote means nothing. The winner has been chosen. What do you but, mean? We haven't gotten the votes of Alec and Kevin yet. My other oh, Al- you didn't vote yet? I did not vote. Oh, I, I, I spoke. Hear. I spoke, but I have not voted. Then vote. We only All right. Five, six people. Well, this is very difficult, but I'm gonna have to go with Robert and Anna. Oh. All right, but Kevin, what would you say, bro? Here he goes. Well, we all know the <laughs> beloved loss of ISIS was uh, hurting us all, and when Anna's pregnancy came around, uh, felt like it was one in hand, like a divine intervention touching her stomach, like a paw touching that stomach. And uh, Jake the Snake Roberts joining us right now. Yeah, I uh, I feel that. Uh, <laughs> Robert doesn't have a shadow. He doesn't have a shadow, so <laughs> out with it, man. Who's the winner? <laughs> no, we know. We can, no. Who do you vote for, Robert? I I would actually uh, vote for Robert and Anna. Oh, gosh. After that whole... This, this is yeah. why we're the premier Downton Abbey podcast. Yeah. Because of cast shadows and the lack thereof. So on to the second round. The Sons of Anarchy, Carson and Branson versus Barrow and Cora. And Kevin voted for Barrow and Cora? Attorney Kevin, not lunatic brother Kevin. Hey, man. <laughs> it's all right. I accept it. Yeah. Uh, Barrow and Cora, also the vote of the fans. Okay. So Carson and Branson versus Barrow and Cora. I feel like... Wait, didn't Kevin vote for Branson and Carson? On the phone? I could have swore you voted for Branson Carson on the phone. <laughs> run the tape back. I can't run the tape back. Get the lawyer on the phone. I'm not call- I don't want to call him again. I, I could have swore he said Branson Carson. All right. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> no, I'm certain because Kevin does not. We I'm need gonna... to get his opinion. Text him. Text him. I'm going to do it. We weren't listening the first time. <laughs> and now our listeners are like, just rewind it. <laughs> but this is happening live. This is why we're the premier yeah. Down Abbey podcast. <laughs> I can go more into the shadow. I can't remember what <laughs> you know, looking for filler. I can't remember what our friend Kevin said. Can't remember that Alec didn't even speak yet. And this has been in the planning for weeks, folks. <laughs> this is the high quality content you have come okay, to. Until Kevin gets back to us though. Let's tease it out, okay? So compatibility. We've been over this. Barrow and Coro. Coro. Uh, <laughs> is that you? You're, how are you? Coro? Coro? Mortal Kombat? Or no, Coro. Coro. That's Corey with four arms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but based on where Barrow ends up at the end of the movie, he is definitely on the family side and in their sympathies. So I think there's... A... Well, did you just say Barrow is yeah. in the sympathy of the family? Yes, they care about him. Who won the movie? Who is the winner of the movie? It's Tom Branson. I know. But I'm, I'm saying that Barrow... I'm just talking talking about Bar- Barrow and Cora right now, okay? Okay. Just teasing it out. Okay, tease it. He's doing his job. They like him. He likes to be there with them. They want Barrow? All- yes. He, he leaves in a huff because he doesn't get to do his job. Because Mary came in and brought in freaking uh, Carson to like obstruct the whole thing. So- oh. And guess who Carson's partner in this is? The guy who wins the freaking movie. The king of the film. Okay, well, let's talk about Carson and Branson's compatibility. Talk about it, Dave. Carson and Branson, I would say, originally are not very compatible. They're sort of at odds because Branson ignores the tradition and steals the girl that Mm -hmm. Carson... I mean, Carson definitely has an affinity towards Lady Mary. Yeah. But he 
he respects the structure and Branson does not. Branson burns down a mansion in Ireland. He says, who cares? Mm -hmm. But I think as the show goes on and the movie, the movie as an asterisk or an epilogue to what we've seen shows that Branson not only respects the family, but he knows how important he is to this family. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. As the movie recedes from my memory, I remember more about Barrow's storyline of, like, dancing and, and freestyling at the club <laughs> than, like... Is it like a cypher? He's just rapping? <laughs> yeah, he's b-boying and everything. I remember that more than all of Branson's stuff. The only thing I... I know Branson gets with a lady, but the thing that stands out to me about Branson <laughs> is he stopped an assassination of the king. Uh... So it makes you, you know, reassess, like, who won the movie a little bit. Because it's kind of like, they're both, like, A1, A2, you know, winners of the film. Yeah, but we discussed how, in in depth... That was a month ago, though. Yeah, Times but, have changed. But, so, on the surface, Barrow does seem like maybe the more popping character in the movie. He's pop-locking. He's, pop, he's pop-popping pop, and, and locking. Yeah. Um, but Branson is, like, the A-plot throughout. Lucy... He try he stops an assassination attempt. Yeah. And by the way, the lawyer spoke up. I wrote his vote in wrong. He voted oh, for the sons. Well, there you go. Yes. But, but what about Branson? He's still without a. I mean, uh, Carson. He's still without a job. He comes in to without a job. Yeah, he's, he's retired. retired. Yeah, it's not like a struggle. Maybe he's, you see him like bending over and picking up carrots in his lawn. He's not do... slumming at gardening. That's a hobby. He's an older man. He can only do that for so long. Did you see him shaking in the movie? Yeah, he, he actually... No, he wasn't shaking in the movie. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, he lost the palsy. He doesn't have it anymore. That's a plus in his side. That's true. It's true. I think Bar- Barrow took his job, though. But what Barrow about Cora? Took- <laughs> You're ignoring Cora. Because we're, we're boys. <laughs> no, come no. on, man. Come on. Go, Cora. Cora, Cora in the movie is kind of an assistant. And I think we did complain a little bit about that. Yeah, she doesn't do much. But Cora is a sleeper great character, and I think that's she also, why she... She runs a hospital by the end of the series. Yeah, she is. She is a hospital woman. What can the queen of the Branson hospital? and Carson claim comparing to that? Not much. Branson was a, a socialist chauffeur who became a, an elite member of society and is in line to inherit a giant fortune if he marries this woman who he swooned That's after true. three hours of knowing her. I mean... Barrow, or Branson dancing outside the royal party with yeah. Lucy... Best moment of the movie. And I think we're not even talking about the, the most obvious thing, is that he got back in shape. Because he was looking, like, really, like, doughy by the end of season six. And then, like... Yeah, from, that, that's all we're... That's what we want to Hey, know. we talked about it. He had a dad bod. That's true. A, an earned dad bod. But now he's, like, back in shape, ripped. Like, he was, like, flexing for that chick. And then, you know, she <laughs> fell for him three hours later. So, um, that's true. But, Dave, where do you fall? You gotta vote. This is tough, because I do think both teams are good, and both teams have some of the most... Well fleshed out characters in Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. and uh, this is tough. We, hmm. Alec, vote. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Carson and Branson. Wow, and you were a big Cora advocate. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could definitely. Well, the thing said, is, you said Barrow's your favorite character on the show. Yeah, but I think ultimately, if you look at just the strengths of Carson and Branson, I mean. I mean, I was defending Cora. I wasn't saying she was, like, one of the best characters on the show. I was just trying to defend her. Like, you know, when I did my Mixed Match Challenge. Yeah. But, um... Was yeah. your Mixed Match Challenge the one where Barrow and Cora originally showed up as a team? I think so. And then they showed yeah. up in number four with Connor. Right, yeah, yeah. Company. But, uh, yeah, that's that's where my vote that's where my vote lies. I think uh, 
Korra's kind of a neutral character with, uh, but she's underrated. She Barrow, has, she's a, like a, a flat line that blips upward. A, a, more exactly. Often yeah, than... you can you can make an argument for it. Just Carson and Branson are just like their arcs are just more interesting. Yeah. I mean, Barrow's arc is super interesting, but Korra kind of drags it. compatibility, but we did say their compatibility is they're both kind of sleepers getting the job done. Right. Bar- Barrow much less so, especially after the movie. Right. Exactly. So uh, yeah, that's. But did I'm... Barrow have an awakening in the movie that gives him that X factor? That it's yeah. Oh, he, he went to a. He's like these clubs exist. He's like I'm a 40 year old man. I'm just figuring this out. Yeah. Where you been all my life? All right, Connor. Where are you going, man? <clears throat> this is difficult for me because the two Toms are my probably my two favorite characters. Um, so Wait, I'd who's say the, who's the other Tom? There's Tom Branson and Tom Barrow. Tom, that's right, Tom Barrow. So yeah, so those two are my two favorites. So I would actually say they're equal. So it really leans on the other two characters on each team. And I honestly think Cora is the stronger, so I'm going to have to wow. go with Barrow and Cora. Wow. All right. Uh, Brother Kevin. Brother Nero. We don't want to save this for the end. All right. <laughs> we all watched the movie. <laughs> we saw... Put this. that cigarette out. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Mr. Barrows finally come at peace with himself, find a place where he can be himself. Yeah, and back. love himself. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter if it's in the back of an alley or back of a like closed up hidden door. He could love himself finally. He can put that dead rotten hand to use. What? Okay, come on. Uh, and a little blue on this. Yeah, sorry, come on, this is not this is PG. All right, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Barrows <laughs> just simply because he finds himself and he's happy with himself and sex accepts himself. Okay. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. No, that's all you needed. To... Your vote is your vote. And would yeah. we say that the the fans are on the side of Barrow and Cora? Yeah, I think I'm it going. Like, it was a tight vote too. It's twenty-two to twenty. I think I'm uh... an inside look at how many people voted for this. I think this was a tie on Twitter too. Actually, no, yeah, because yeah, I didn't count for the Twitter votes where we have more votes. Yeah. I think I'm leaning the Suns, Carson and Branson. Okay, so so I gotta I gotta break this tie. You gotta brick this tie, Mister Bricker. Ah, this is pressure. Because I feel like I haven't given Carson his due. I mean, he hung around there, and he, and he did end up helping them out. But he came out of retirement, and he put his hand out, and he said, am I shaking? And they all said, no. No, but also, I can't vote for Carson, because he betrayed his values in the film by putting down the royalty service for his own game. Oh, come on. You're not on the side of the Royals. I'm not on the side of the Royals, but this just doesn't seem true to the Carson. It just seems like a pop, a cheap pop from the movie. I gotta go with Barra, 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 and Cora. If I can say their names right, Barra, Bora, 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 Bora and Cora. Wow. Yeah. So that means we have the final match. Mm-hmm. Barrow and Cora. Oh man. Versus. This is a really good one, Robert and Anna. Wait. So who put down Barrow and Cora the first time? What do you mean? Because they, they, they got close in the second round, but then they lost. What are you talking... The first time, that was Alec. Yeah, they didn't win. So that was Mixed Match Challenge 2, so that was Carson and Branson. Oh, so they came back around this time. So win. this is really, you know... Oh, the fortunes this is, of the movie helped, yeah. So what, what do you... This is 50-50 booking. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Robert and Anna. And then Barrow and Cora. Well, Robert is kind of the... Well, Robert's the boss of Barrow, but Cora is the boss of Robert, I think, in some ways. Get off your phone, Dave, man. I'm texting Kevin. What are you texting him about? I'm getting his vote for the last round. Oh, okay. 
I'm sorry, we still need our legal counsel. But, uh, Anna... Anna and Barrow have kind of buried the hatch, too, by, you know, by the end of the series. They're not... They're actually friendly. They actually get along. And Robert and Cora have sort of smoothed out their differences over the course of the show. Yeah, uh, Cora forgave Robert for letting their daughter die uh, by going with the wrong doctor. And, I mean, Cora... Robert has come come to terms with the fact that Cora is an important and valuable part of the community working at the hospital. Yeah. But then again, you know, just think about Robert's strong arm, the way he attacked Mr. Brickers. You, you, could you see him fighting Barrow, just like slapping him across the face? I mean, Barrow, yes, because as you pointed out in several episodes of the last season, you kept calling Barrow a crybaby. He does. He, he cries a lot and he gets beat up a lot. So Robert's got strong hands. I'm just saying. Okay. And Barrow just, only has one hand. Yeah, and Robert's his boss. Uh, Anna and Cora, though. Cora owns Anna, though. I mean, Cora's the... She is the, the mom. She she runs the house. Cora? Yeah. And Anna, I mean, she's just an underling. I mean, what's our legal counsel say? Our legal counsel says... Robert and Anna. Okay. Well, let's keep it, keep it going around the room. So we're casting our votes. Do anybody have any opinions they want to say that might sway our opinions? And we'll let we'll leave Kevin McNair's you know spooky stories to tell in the dark until it's his turn to vote. Yeah, <laughs> Alec. I'll have to say Robert and Anna. Ooh. I think Anna's one of the one of the strongest characters in the show. And uh, again, this is the last match. You have to you have to be strong. And Cora just is not she. Like I said, she's underrated, but she's not strong enough. But, I mean, She's I mean, just not strong I mean, enough. Last time we heard Cora say to Robert, "You come to bed right now." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Robert's still the the linchpin of the entire show. Like ultimately, I'm not saying he's a particularly good character, so, but so compared he, to Cora, he just represents more of what the show is trying to accomplish. And then uh, Barra versus Anna. Anna's just. I mean, Barra's also a fan favorite, but Anna's like a like a positive sweetheart. So fan, what, fan favorite since since day one. While Barra at least started off as a villain. I mean, you can argue. Barrow versus Anna much more but I think Cora again she just doesn't have enough to do and this is the final match you have to go with Robert and Anna but that's just my opinion so would you say to be the man you gotta beat the man and Cora can't beat the man yes that's what I would say I'm not you know, um, this has nothing to do with sexism (laughs) (laughs) asterisk I think Anna Anna's probably one of one of if not the best characters on the show. Anna, do you say? Anna. And, and Robert, like I said, he is the linchpin of the show, ultimately, um, for good or for ill. But uh, I think that team, you just, mm-hmm. can't, just can't beat it. And I think, uh, if you were, this, as you said, this is not sexism, because I would say, I would say every other important upstairs character in this final moment has the W over Cora. Exactly. Edith has a huge upswing. Mary is, Mary's, has a, is 1A to Robert. You know, like, they're the two most important. Robert and, and Mary are the two most important characters of the upstairs on the show. Um, even the Dowager, I would argue, might have the W over Cora mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So, but Barrow and Anna, no, she though... She doesn't? What do you mean? She won the hospital debate over the Dowager. So that's one season, though, over the course that's of the, the show. That's the show. That holds a lot of weight, brother. And where is, uh, where is the Dowager Listen, going? Cor- the, at the, the end of the day... six feet under, man. Cora's about to rain. Cora... Pass to Mike DeConnor. I just want to say one more thing. Cora really does not have an arc. You're No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, yeah, she has good moments. She has, like, 
but she just does not have an arc. What's Robert's arc? Going from buffoon to like less of a buffoon? Yeah, Robert has less. Also, doesn't really have an arc, but ultimately, I think he's more of an important character. So, all right, that's my opinion. I'll pass it to Connor. Yeah, so Robert is the head of the household, but I think he was always fairly a one-dimensional character, whereas Tom is uh, or Thomas was probably the most multifaceted, and he definitely has an arc. So certainly Barrow over Robert. Uh, Cora, uh, probably not as strong as Anna, but just the overall strength of uh, Barrow's character. I'm going to have to give it to that team. All right. So what was it? Say, say it. Make it clear. Uh, Barrow and um, Cora. Okay. They're arguing. All right. Here we go. Here to the Crypt Keeper. <clears throat> Look, I'm going to just get straight to it. It's going to be Anna and Robert getting my vote. Anna went to prison. She, she did. survived prison. Barrow went to war. But he got out because he was a cheap little punk. Well, he took a bullet. Would you take a bullet? Because I'm going to leave my brothers in the ditch and go back home to my fancy life. No, I'd man it out. No, you, he you, was you'd weak. stay in the war just because you want to have to come back to me and another family. <laughs> that, oh, when we put it like that, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, no. And also, I mean, Robert, you got to understand, he realized he was a weak man at one point. <laughs> Almost being unfaithful, he was. He made out with another woman, and then I mean, I guess that—that's also that looks at my moral. What is unfaithful? He gives child support to a a child that's not even his. That's true. But he does it because he knows it's the right thing to do. No, it's because he's bad with managing money. That's what it is. I gotta give it to him, Kevin. Don't you have to get going, man? (laughs) I ain't leaving. This is a tough one. Yeah. Uh, Robert and Anna and Barrow, I feel like, are very important downstairs. But Anna, it just suffers a lot. And then I feel like her big rise to prominence is overcoming overcoming the abuse, which is definitely an incredible thing to do, and having a child with her husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah. So that's... Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. She didn't know that she overcame the abuse but Barrow's whole story is definitely a, a lot of long he, I mean the fact that he's a, a gay man in the 20s and he thrives as much as he does and he has those people he has Robert and Cora and Mary and all of them they kind of know it's like a don't ask don't tell thing mm-hmm. where there's several instances where they're like he is who he is and we like him anyway and that's a big thing to say yeah but Robert and Cora, man, Alex Point Robert is and so, Anna? no Robert versus Cora. Oh yeah, Cora, Cora's a couple high moments in between a lot of middle. Yeah, Robert is up and down, up and down, up and down. It's more exciting, even though he's not the a plot a lot of times later in the show, especially. Yeah, I don't. It, I, I do think it's like Barrow or Robert. Robert and Cora become background players to the more fleshed out characters. And Barrow and Anna are sort of our people downstairs. Mm-hmm. But can Barrow's evolution counteract the Lord of Grantham? And Cora is a support 
character. She's not a support, like a supporting character, but she's a support character. Mm-hmm. She's not necessarily like a main character. Mm-hmm. I think that argument alone yeah, means I, I, means Robert and Anna win. I struggle to think of like plots that Cora has shouldered. Yeah, I alone. guess if if we're going on the the overall, it's got to be Robert and Anna for me. Yeah, and I'm gonna go that way too. Like, well, I know Bar- <laughs> I think Barrow easily. I think tops Anna, but. The combination of Robert and Anna is stronger than the combination of Barrow and Cora. Yes. Yeah. So we have our champions, the Lords of Grantham Cup. They can, to, the John Lunn Cup. It stays with the house of Robert. You know, the, we're the Lords of Grantham. And shocker. He wins this entire multi-year mixed match challenge thing that we've had going on. Yeah, so mixed match challenge three was where Robert and Anna came from. So Kevin McNair... You were a lot less cryptic when you did that one with us, but you know you you helped us pick the champion. Mm-hmm. What can I say? I uh, talked to the Dark Lords and they gave me the right answers this time. You know, you know, you're speaking to our audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we say, make many references to Julian Fellows and his where his his he lies. Okay. So, I think. We're going to take a short break and come back with the 64-character tournament so mm-hmm. we can offload Kevin. Yeah. Our, our, my, I wasn't joking when I said, don't you have to be there somewhere, Kevin? Because he does, actually. And we will see you in one second. 